What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode three of the Perfect Timing Podcast. Serge, how we doing, man? Doing good, son. How are you? <laughs> doing good, man. Doing good. We're back, back again. Episode three, coming in hot. Um, Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday night that we're recording this. Happy to be here with you guys. Also want to give you guys a shout out again. Appreciate all the love, the support you guys have given us. Gotten texts and calls from different people in our lives, friends, family. My dad literally called me yesterday, said he talked about the podcast and couldn't believe Serge's voice. He could not believe your voice, Serge. He said, that's Serge on the podcast? I said, yeah. Yeah, that is. He he, he gets into it. That's that's crazy. Yeah, I'm, su- I'm surprised. Um, thank you so much. Uh, I want to uh, before so I want to shout out Yoey and Giorgio for the the brand new mic they got me for uh, potty. That's right. Uh, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Um, you know, uh, keep listening, and uh, maybe you'll get more more than one shout out a week. But, uh, <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys, and thank you very much for the mic. I really appreciate it. Perfect. So, yeah, going with this episode, um, as we said, Wednesday night that we're recording right now. So halfway through the week, um, we can do a little bit of uh, a little bit different than what we did last week. Still going to have a conversation about everything, but kind of a rundown. Going to do a little bit of the NFL game recap from this past weekend. Um, talk about the, some other uh, some other NFL news that came up this week and then kind of go in regards to NBA a little bit. Talk about uh, the World Series this past uh, yesterday and then a couple of other things as well. But Overall, starting off with the NFL, good weekend of sports, good weekend of football overall. Um, can go through a couple of the games. Serge, you want to start off with a specific game at all that you can think of? Uh, sure. So uh, let's start off with the Steelers versus the Browns. Uh, right. The Steelers won 15 to 10. The game was in Cleveland. Uh, it's a pretty interesting game. Uh, Najee played pretty well. Um, Big Ben still doesn't look like Big Ben, or the Big Ben that we're used to seeing, but, you know. He's old now, so he kind of has to take what you get. Yep. Uh, Baker didn't look great either, but he he's dealing with an injury, right? Yeah. What did he separate his shoulder? Separate his shoulder, his non-throwing shoulder. I think it may be possible torn labrum in it too, which mm-hmm. I know of way too well as a, someone who also had a torn labrum in my left shoulder, mm-hmm. um, knowing that very well. He, uh, yeah, he tore his labrum a few weeks ago, has had it a few games of the season. But, yeah, they they, they looked a little weird out there, man. They're uh, hurting a little bit without the uh, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb uh, backfield. They have Darren Johnson, who's done a good job overall, but definitely yeah. not to Kareem Hunt's ability on the field. Um, the offense, and we talked before about this, but just OBJ, man, the whole stuff about the trade rumors coming out. Yeah. It's yeah, it's it seems like it's a mess today. We both got the news and we've been texting about it that uh, he apparently sat out of practice, got approval and and the the head coach said that he's basically not a part of this team. So what do you think about that, Serge? It's kind of interesting. It's it's crazy. Yeah, well, his dad posted a video on one of IG about all the times that Bakers missed him on the when they played and then. Odell was actually in the comments, like liking posts, like liking people were saying about Baker missing him and how Baker is, I guess, not good and stuff like that. So I don't know. It's whole situation. I don't really know. Watching the Bear, watching the Browns play, it's kind of just like um, I saw. It's just I don't know. I don't know if Kevin Stefanski really uses receivers well. I saw some tweet today that the primary receivers. And Kevin Stefanski's offense always take like a uh, a tick down in production. Um, I guess Adam Thielen's numbers went down with Kevin Stefanski, um, and then 
I guess that'd be the only example because he's only he was with the Vikings for what like twelve years or something yeah, like that. So I don't know. Odell Odell's also coming off a torn ACL, so I don't know for whatever reason him and Bayer just don't gel. I don't think Bayer's missing him on purpose, but it's obvious there's something wrong there. Yeah, um, we need to figure it out soon, or else the season's gonna just take a turn for the worse, and then they're gonna be back to where they're accustomed to being <laughs> yeah. being the doldrums of the, of the NFL. That's right. Um, but uh, yeah, that's what, yeah. Odell Baker, you got to figure your shit out. Yeah. Um, sure. <laughs> that's what I took from that game. <laughs> uh, but uh, moving on, the Bengals and the Jets, the Jets beat the Bengals 34-31. Did you watch any of that game? That was pretty good. I didn't get to watch any of it, but I was closely monitoring it because I had the Bengals in my survivor pool. <laughs> Did you really? I thought you got eliminated in that. No, it was a, it was a double uh, second chance survivor pool. Uh, a really, really cool league. I told you to join it. A couple of the boys mm-hmm. are in it too. Uh, yeah, it's a second chance survivor pool. We had to pick two teams this week and I picked the Jets. Uh, I picked the Bengals in one of them and I picked, uh, who else was it? The... Um, Bills, I think. No, Bills were Bills were off this week. I forget the other team that I picked, but um, beyond that, uh, yeah, I was uh, continually checking in, and I saw the end of the game, and I was like, oh, my God, are they really going to go into overtime versus the Jets? Are they really going to do this? But, yeah, Mike White, man, dude bald. <laughs> dude bald. We'll talk. He's a fucking baller. Worst He's... Kentucky, Sam Lauderdale, Florida, stand up from Mike White. White we'll, Mike. We'll, we'll do a little, uh, a little spotlight on him later. Serge exactly. wants to highlight He's him. He wants to highlight him a little bit. So we'll talk about a little, a little bit later, but yeah, uh, Bengals coming off a huge win last week. They've been looking good on the top, top of the AFC, um, the AFC standings, which is crazy to say, but that was a huge letdown for them. I'm sure they were not too happy about that game. Huge, huge letdown for them. So um, definitely a tough game for the Bengals, but good for the Jets, I guess. Uh, Michael uh, Carter had a great game, right? He did a really yeah. good job. He, he was a monster at UNC. Both him and Javante Williams were really good at UNC, kind of like a thunder or lightning. But when he gets in there, Michael Carter can run. And granted, the, the Jets offense, Jets offensive line has never has not looked the best this year, but he ran ran really well on, on, on Sunday night or Sunday afternoon. He also caught the ball really well. I think he had like seven or nine catches. Yep. If I remember it correctly. Yep. But um, yeah, he balled out. Um, he's looking like your RB2 from my fantasy footballers out there. He's looking like a, if he's available, pick him up. And if you can get him in a trade, trade for him. Mm-hmm. Don't sell the farm for him, but you know. You know what I mean. Go and get him. Um, <laughs> uh, also, after the game, something that we wanted to touch upon was uh, Robert Sala's comments about how, uh, what was it exactly, Mike White, oh, when Tra- or what's his name, Zach Wilson. When Zach Wilson comes back, uh, there's also there's a chance that he may not be the starting quarterback. It could be uh, Mike White or White Mike. Um, and, you know, when I first – saw and heard those comments i'm i'm not i wasn't a fan of them just because i feel as though if you're going to draft the guy number two overall uh you obviously want to see what you have so you you should play him especially if you're in a rebuilding team like the new york jets also with the young quarterbacks and quarterbacks in general confidence is so major in how they play and so i think you can really set back the guy that you're counting on if you make comments like um the the kid could lose his starting job to Mike White because he didn't play and because he got hurt. It's not For like sure. you're a good team. You can wait, <laughs> see what you got, 
get that sure. draft position. Like, I'll, I understand you want to win games and build a winning culture, but the most important part of that winning games and building winning culture is that guy that, you know, is taking snaps under center. So, I don't know. It's just there's weird comments. You can feel that way. Um, I want to make those comments to the media. Yeah. Uh, you can let tra- uh, tra- uh, Zach Wilson <laughs> – I'm thinking Travis Wilson, who's a quarterback at Utah. Zach Wilson, you can you can uh, you can let Zach Wilson know these things, you know, in the locker room or even at your quarterback team meetings. Because I'm sure you meet with him once a week. Um, but you don't have to say these type of things to the media. I just thought he handled it poor. He handled it poorly. And yeah. It could blow up in his face. What do you think? I agree. Yeah, I completely agree. With the confidence thing is huge, man. I talk about it with my players too that I coach. Confidence is 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 everything on the football field. You want to have confidence, and Salah just took the rug took took the rug out of right from under him. Right, he literally starting course didn't do too well. He had some injuries and played decent overall. Wasn't the best number two pick, but playing coming in hot and then. For him to say that, definitely, definitely a tough look for for the head coach for Salah to say that. But um, hopefully, Zach Wilson gets healthy, bounces back, and everything. But for now, Mike White's balling. We'll see him on Thursday night. Uh, we'll see what this dude do, does on Thursday night. We we'll already know what what happens. Uh, people that are listening to the podcast will release this on Saturday, so you guys already know uh, what's going to happen on Thursday night. So um, I think we can go into it now, to Serge. If we want to predict what his line's going to be on on. Uh, on Thursday night, we want to predict what he does. Uh, for on sure. Night. So he threw the ball 45 times against the uh, Bengals, mm-hmm. and they actually could run. The, they actually ran the ball pretty well that game. Yeah. So the Bengals defense is not bad. They're pretty good, but I think the Colts defense is a little bit better than the Bengals defense. Yeah, agreed. So I would give them uh, 250 passing yards. Exactly 250. 257. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Just to be different. 257. I'll give him a touchdown pass, two picks, uh, five carries, 10 yards. Uh, and uh, I don't know, 63, 65% completion percentage. All right. I love it. touchdown passes, one touchdown and two picks. Yeah. Yep. All right. So that's what I think he's going to end up with. I think right. it'll be, I think he'll look, I think he'll do some good things, but I think he'll make some mistakes. Yeah, you know, the teams have you know two games to look out, look what he does, see what he does well. Um, I'm not really sure if he's a check down Charlie because I didn't really get to see most of the games. They didn't really show you a lot of it on uh, yeah. red zone, but um, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, it's Thursday. We'll see. We'll see. I think he's gonna go probably. I'll say. I'm between like 157 and 212. Don't know why those two numbers stick out. Running for one touchdown and mm-hmm. passing for a touchdown. One pick. Don't think the Colts are – I think the Colts are going to win. I think we'll have an Absolutely. okay game. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, the, hopefully the Colts will win. Um, yeah, I think you'll. I think you'll do decent. I think that'll be – I'll yeah. say one – I'll say 212 to one – 157 to 212, somewhere around there two touchdowns, one running, one passing, and one pick overall. So we'll see what he does. Going yeah, next – yeah, going next to – The uh, Robert Sala thing. Yeah, go ahead. I just don't want this to be another Josh Rosen situation. <laughs> Chosen Rosen, guy, baby. It's, it's fucking – yeah, it's you, – you look at a guy, you don't like what you have in the first year, then you're picking in the top whatever next year. and you Oh, Malik Willis is there, and he looks like a sexy quarterback pick, so – Let's go after him. Yeah. So we draft Malik Willis and then Zach Wilson's on his uh, second team yep. in two years. 
um, in his second year in the NFL. So yeah. we still not, I was still not that happy. Speaking of Josh Rosen, where is he? Is he on the Falcons? Is he a backup quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons? Let's go. Chosen Rosen, baby. Hopefully he never touches a field. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Um, but yeah, I mean, going into another, another game that we saw, uh, talking about confidence is everything, uh, 49ers versus the bears 49ers got the dub, but seeing Justin Fields play with confidence was awesome to see this past weekend, him actually slinging the ball around, running around the play that he made. Was it a 22 yard run, right? Where he just ran around yeah. the, the entire 49ers defense. More, yeah. It's probably more than that. Cause you're running across the field as opposed to just running straight forward. So yeah, it's yeah. definitely more than 22 yards. Yeah, I mean he's 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 super athletic, and seeing that on uh, on stage there was awesome to see. Um, just so happened that Matt Nagy was not on the sideline at all because he had COVID. So just happens maybe <laughs> exactly. I think the whole thing with him and and the head coach has just been brutal. Where he was not going to start, and then they started him and Andy Dalton. It was just a whole mess and everything, but. Him not it being makes there. No sense, dude. Yeah. It makes no sense. No sense. The offensive play calling is not good for him for the past few games and everything. But when he's not there, he decided to ball out. So it's good to see Justin Fields ball like that. Um, hopefully he continue that the rest of the season and play well up to his uh, up to his ability that he uh, he has been able to during his time at Ohio State and now um, during his time in the NFL too. All right. This next one, Serge, I'm giving you complete free reign to go off. Let's talk sure. about let's talk about the Bucks versus the Saints. First off, before before you go in, I want to say I couldn't believe that Tom Brady did not win that game because he he had the classic meme where he had his head down right before the fourth quarter, looking down, knowing that he was going to take advantage of it. But they ended up catching the L, and I'll uh, I'll step back. I'll let you. Uh, I'll let you go. Well, yeah, the NFL is a weird place. You know, Trevor Simeon, you know, pulled out the win. Can't expect these type of things. Eh? Weird things happen week to week. And one weird thing that happened, you know, last year was, you know, the Saints try and masquerade and put out a guy to play quarterback that's so obviously not a quarterback. And his name is Taysom Hill. He's not a very good football player. Point blank, period. What can he, what does he excel at, Nick? What is he good at? Can he pass? Can he run? Sure. What NFL player can't run? Can he catch? Sure. What 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 special teamer, especially one that plays receiver, can't catch? So my point is about this whole Taysom Hill thing and why I dislike him is I can put any player on your 53-man roster and put him at the same position as Taysom Hill, ask him to do the same exact things, and he'll do the same exact thing. There's just an obsession with him because they think he can play quarterback when he so obviously cannot. What do you go? He went three and one as a starter last year. Awesome. Two of those ones are against the Atlanta Falcons, and the other one was against the Denver Broncos where they started another guy in a similar position as Taysom Hill to play a quarterback because all their other quarterbacks had COVID. You know, it's Kendall Hinton. So what are we talking about here? He's not good. He's not a quarterback. I'm done with him, and I hate the Saints. I hate them. What, what do you What do you think, Nick? What do you think about the Saints? Because I, I, I honestly, this gets me angry even thinking about them. I get upset. Hopefully, they start Ian Booker, or fucking Trevor Simeon this week. Because I, don't, I, don't, I can't stand him. I can't stand Taysom Hill. You hate him so much. You know, I love it. Might as well have a point quarterback out there. 
I love when you when you get into it about about Taysom Hill. Anytime Taysom Hill is brought up in our in our group chats or in the text between you and I, you always go off. So I had to give you that space there. Proud of you. That so, was good. He's not good. He went three and one as a starter last year. Fucking congratulations. He played three fucking junior college teams in Philadelphia. With one team that you beat. Congrats. You played Atlanta twice. Atlanta's one of the worst teams in the NFL. I'm a fan. I can say that. You can say that. You can absolutely say that. So I picked him up last year in fantasy. I was happy with him. You were you were tight at me for picking him up and saying, what, what do you have him on your roster for? He's not going to do anything for you. And then he did. <laughs> he had a decent year on fantasy football, but that's a whole nother conversation. But uh, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see if he's, if, he's, uh, if he's healthy for this week. Are they playing the Falcons this Sunday? Yeah, unfortunately, yes. Oh boy. It would, uh, that's what it people would... were saying. Is it Taysom Hill time in New Orleans? Because they know Sean Payne's a slime ball. Who likes to do some stupid, dirty shit like that and put out and not tell people who he's starting at quarterback this week because he thinks he's going to have some upper t- upper hand. Well, guess what? Dean Pease and the boys are coming for your ass this weekend. So start teasing Hill if you want to because his ass is going to be in the fucking turf. Fuck. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. So that'll be a good game. I'm excited to hear what. Serge's reaction is next week to that game. If Taysom Hill decides to, to become healthy and start that game, if not, we'll see what his reaction is anyways. And you guys will know what the, what the end result is uh, by next week, but I'm excited for Gross. that game. I'm excited. Gross. <laughs> uh, next game we got to go into quick is the Pats chargers. Huge win by the boys. I love their white uniforms so much. It's like one of my favorite things. Yeah. Oh, my God. They're filthy. They're so nice. So good. So seeing them go out to L.A., they did it last year, too. I don't forget if they came, if the Chargers came to us or if we went to them last year. Beat them last year, 45-0. Happy to do that again. Didn't beat them 45-0 like we did last year, but we still got the dub. Huge win. Huge win for Max Confidence. Dude is a dog. Damian Harris, a monster, running the ball. Yeah, you see that? You see that? I got so fired up. So I'm going to – every time – anytime I ever go to one of the Pats games, I've only went to one game this year. If I ever go to any other game, I'm just going to start barking anytime I see him. So I'm excited. Dog. Mac Jones is a dog. So I'm excited to see him ball out the rest of the year. Got a ton of confidence. Played well. One thing that we've talked about. Jacoby Myers in the red I knew you were going to bring him up. Jacoby Myers, man. Poor Jacoby. I was at the, the Cowboys He's game. Best receiver. I was, I was at the Cowboys game earlier this year in the end zone where he caught the ball and I didn't see the flag that happened on the play for the holding or whatever it was. I was beyond excited. I was yelling to everybody. I said, he finally caught a touchdown. Finally got one. And just a flag to call it back. So, man still hasn't caught a touchdown in his career, which is crazy. I forget the exact numbers on it, but there was some sort of graph that had the numbers on it where it was like every other receiver that are like a few years that have caught passes and no touchdowns and everything. And then it was like Jacoby just at the top of it, like beyond belief. So craziness for there. Um, Hoping Jacoby finally catches one this week. We got the Panthers. It'll be a good game. Panthers defense has been decent this year when they haven't played a tough, uh, tough matchup. Um, so it'll be good. Good. I'm excited for that. Sam Darnold. Yeah. Just, yeah Sam Darnold. <laughs> he hasn't been looking hot. He hasn't been looking so hot. No. He, he played better against Atlanta because let's 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 be real here. You know, Atlanta, Atlanta has like a 
varsity high school level defense. I mean, <laughs> they're not very good, and they've never been very good. So, but um, I guess Sam Darnold played better that game. He didn't throw for any touchdowns. He didn't have any touchdowns, actually, but he led a touchdown drive. So I'll give him that credit. Yep. But, um, yeah, I don't think the Patriots will have too much trouble with them on defense. Not Panthers on defense, but the Patriots on defense. Yeah, I got you. Mm-hmm. I got you. If P.J. Walker's in there, P.J. Walker threw the ball pretty well last year whenever he came in. I know he came in for Sam Darnold at the end of the game last week. Didn't look too good, but if he comes in, P.J. Walker. He didn't look good against the Giants either. I think there's something going on with uh, – I think – I think there's something going on with the uh, Panthers in general. Yeah. We'll see. Matt we'll Rule is a candidate for that USC job, maybe. Ooh, that'd be interesting yeah. to see that. You never know if he goes back to college or anything. And then Joe Brady, the OC, never know if he's going to get going anywhere soon, even though he hasn't had the best year this year. Yeah, started off pretty hot. Everybody thought that Sam Darnold was going to be uh, revert back to what he was in college other than throwing the picks, but – he seems like he's downgraded a ton since then, the beginning of the year. Do you catch any of the uh, catch any of the Cowboys Vikings game this past uh, Sunday night? It was a good I game. Not. I was, um, what was I doing? I was watching. T- I was watching something else. I wasn't watching the game. I don't know. My TV's on a delay. Yeah. So for those, because I have to strip it through Peacock, and so I'm getting the updates from like you guys in the group text. So I don't. I'm like. This is stupid. What's the point of me even watching it? I don't even watch it. I don't, I don't even watch the Sunday night games really. Um, I just I just stay updated with the group chat. Yeah, it was a it was a good game. Came down to the end. Cooper Rush standing in for Dak Prescott looked pretty pretty decent out there overall. Thought the Vikings were going to get the dub at the end, but the Cowboys um, had a good final drive. Cooper Rush just balled out at the end somehow, some way. Uh, overall, they they just they looked good. The other than CD Lamb at the end, he dropped a number of passes in the last uh, thing last yeah. drive. But yeah, that's right because you won on fantasy because of that one, right? <laughs> that's right, that's right. So uh, so other than that, it was a good game overall. Good. Uh, a lot of the I think we talked about it briefly, mentioned it last week, but almost every single one of the primetime games Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night, almost every one of them this year has been good slash great like even spectacular too like a lot of them have been like awesome and it's so great to see that just football being back and being back in motion and seeing the different games be just competitive overall you never never like a blowout on a thursday night game it's just always so boring by the end of the game you're just like all right what is this what's the point in this game so it'll be good um but yeah other than that monday night football game was also a good one too serge you get you catch that one at all giants versus chiefs I watched a little bit of it. I saw the stupid Chiefs uh, red zone play that they ran where fucking they do a little dance in the backfield and Travis Kelsey pitches it back to Pat Mahomes and Pat Mahomes just throws it out of bounds. So, and that's, <laughs> was, you know, you Mahomes, waste it down. Yeah. Mahomes coming in jet motion. Yeah. It's just like, they're just wasting you, motion. You keep doing it, guys. You guys are, you guys are looking great out yeah. there. They almost lost. They almost literally lost. Like they almost lost Jeez. to the Giants. The Giants played them super well. I think the spread was what 10 and a half, I want to say. Only one by, I think it was like four or five. It was a close game. Like it was a lot closer than a lot of people thought it was going to be. So um good for the Chiefs, I guess. I don't know. Bouncing back. Not never have been a fan of the Chiefs for obvious reasons, being a Patriots fan. So um, yeah, we'll see about what they do. Um going into next week's game, Sunday night. Should have been Aaron Rodgers versus Pat Mahomes. We don't get it again. Word came out. Word came out today about 
Aaron Rodgers somehow, some way getting either not vaccinated or I don't even know the whole ordeal. It's all, it's all seems like a mess. So Jordan Love is starting as of right now. Um, Blake Bortles just got signed. I don't think it's a bad thing though. No, agreed. It'll be interesting to see what he actually does because he hasn't got a a chance yet. So it'll be interesting. I'm excited. Everyone was calling Jordan Love. I remember we called him a a poor man's Pat Mahomes when we were looking at him in the NFL draft and saying he made all the off-platform throws, all that sort of stuff. So it'll be interesting to see what he does and see what kind of tricks they have uh, with the Green Bay Packers. Is it Sunday night game? I think it is this weekend, right? That'll be uh, yeah, I think it's at 8.20 Sunday night. Yeah, it'll be a good game. It'll be, it'll be a good game. Um, other NFL stuff, a ton of news coming in this past week, man, between Von Miller getting traded to the Rams, the whole Derrick Henry situation, getting hurt and everything. And then we found out today just a horrible, horrible situation with Henry Ruggs ended up killing somebody in a DUI crash. Um, just horrible situation. There's a ton of, ton of NFL news. The trade deadline was Tuesday. Nothing much coming from that, but a ton of NFL news. Any, anything specific you want to talk about in regards to those news, uh, news things, Serge? Um, not really. We probably just like touch on everything briefly. I think, I don't know how the Rams, you know, we, we mentioned, we talked about this earlier before the podcast, but I don't know where the Rams and other teams like the Cowboys get all this money from and just, you know, they're cheating. All- I don't get it spend all willy-nilly and just sell draft picks away for players to build super teams. I don't, I don't understand why some teams can do that and other teams can't. Like, Falcons are in cap hell because they gave, signed James Carpenter to some stupid contract, right? But the Rams can, sign, can, dra- can, can one, trade for Matthew Stafford, uh, re-sign Jalen Ramsey. Um, to a huge extension, yeah. To an extension, sign back Leonard Ford Floyd to an extension, yeah. and then trade for Vaughn Miller all in the same offseason. Yeah, my fucking Falcons can't have to trade Julio Jones away because uh, <laughs> we can't afford his salary and he wants to leave. <laughs> yeah, the caps look a little tight, I guess. Yeah, I don't caps know. A <laughs> caps a little tight, he wants to leave. Toss away <laughs> the, the best player in franchise history. Yeah, sounds good. Like, come on. Yeah. Yeah, uh, crazy. Yeah, I I don't know where this money comes from. On comes from, man. It's just like between the the Rams, Cowboys, especially last year. Every single time they would just sign an extension. I, I texted the group chat. I was like, "Where is this money coming from? It doesn't make any sense. Just out of nowhere. It's crazy." So mafia. Yeah, so I don't know how they're doing it, but Von Miller is now on the Rams. And uh, talking about fantasy football a little bit, Derek Henry being hurt, dude craziness it's it, it's gonna toss a lot of fantasy leagues up in the air now i don't have him in any leagues so do i i don't care <laughs> so we're fine. Fan, i do not care about <laughs> derrick henry and his injury i couldn't pick up his backup in fantasy any of my leagues anyways so i don't care about the titans and i don't care about all you fantasy football derrick henry owners I care less in fact screw you <laughs> <laughs> I, I i'm excited to see if adrian peterson does anything this week man i mean they have their offensive line is good clearly with with derrick henry running the way he has nobody's going to be derrick henry in that backfield but i'm excited to see what ap does he's just a, a downhill runner similar to what derrick henry does but i'm excited to see him at what is he 36 years old he had a heyday yeah yeah he had a heyday back in the day so we'll see what he does i'm excited to see what ap does overall purple jesus returns 
guess he's like I guess he's pewter blue Jesus now. But I'm not really expecting much. I'm gonna yeah. be honest. <laughs> yeah, agreed. I don't know. Like he was good at Washington when he played there a few years ago, oh, right? Was yeah, it- I think one year he was good. I think one year he ran for like 700 something yards. Um, <laughs> it was in the Cardinals. Year. Was yeah. the Cardinals before that? The Saints. He was on the Saints. Oh, that's too. right too. Yeah, that's right. Wow, what a, what a career Lions. for him. The Lions too. He was on the Saints, Cardinals, I think Lions, and then Washington or Washington somewhere in between there. He was on the Lions last yeah. maybe because I remember he was talking about yep. mentoring DeAndre Swift. Yep. Yep, that's true. Love that. So we'll see he how that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he's still grinding, man. He's still grinding. We'll see what he does this week. What if he like balls out and has like the game of his life? That'd be that'd be pretty cool. I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Let's let's be real. Some things, some things that are certain in life, and um, some things that aren't certain in life. Yeah. And Adrian Pearson balling out at age thirty six for the Tennessee Times is one of those things. He's <laughs> not. That's not going to happen. I mean. Who would have thought Mike White threw for 405 yards yep. last week? Who would have thought that would have happened? Yep. Only one person did because he won like $150,000. That's <laughs> right, Pearson yeah. Had, <laughs> Adrian Pearson it. having a game of his life this week? Nah, not happening. Not happening. Not happening. All right, love it. So, Serge, you mentioned Mike White. Want to do a little spotlight oh, on yeah. the dude on the ball, even though we made fun of him last week and said he came in and he played for a, a junior college team when the when the Patriots beat up on the Jets and put a 50 burger on their on their head tops. Talk about Absolutely. Mike White, man. Talk about he White Mike. It. Talk about White Mike, man. He plays for the East LA, uh, whatever you call it, from uh, uh East what is it, East LA? Anyways, from the <laughs> Netflix show. What's that what's that show called? I have no clue what show you're talking about. <laughs> East LA. Oh, fuck, what is it called? You know how they have like the ju- the Juco football on Netflix. Oh, Last Chance You. Last Chance You. That's yeah. what I was trying to make it. Obviously, didn't land. So I, don't know <laughs> I thought you were talking about um, like uh, either Friday Night yeah. Lights or you were talking about All American. I had no clue where you were going there. No, no. But uh, Mike White, yeah, Mike White, born and raised Flor- Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Also, Mac Jones is from Fort Lauderdale, I think. Yeah. Somewhere in Florida. He's from Jacksonville, actually. He's Mac Jones from Jacksonville. Yep. But this is about Mike White, not the White Mike, as we like to call him, White Mike. Oh, White Mike. Um, not McCorkle. Uh, White Mike, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. He started his collegiate career at USF, uh, transferred to Western Kentucky after head coach Willie Taggart decided to change the offense from a pro style to more of a spread type offense. Figured he'd have more success at Western Kentucky, which he did in his first year. He threw for 33 touchdowns. I think it was uh, five or six interceptions. And um, he was only sacked like 14 times his senior year. He threw for 26 touchdowns. So there was a dip in touchdowns, a dip in production. But that could be a that could be attributed to his being sacked 48 times his senior year at Western Kentucky. So but he threw for 26 touchdowns, about seven or eight interceptions. And after this, he was invited to the senior bowl where he um, ended up having a good showing and was drafted in the fifth round. I think it was pick 171 to the Dallas Cowboys. This is his fourth year in the NFL because he was drafted in 2018. Also, fun fact, he had a .9 ERA as a senior high school baseball pitcher. 
Um, so he's obviously got nerves of fucking steel. And now he's currently on the New York Jets and could, according to Robert Saleh, be in contention for the starting quarterback position. So, Mike White, thank you for your contributions this week. I wish you success. You are our first feature breakout spotlight performer of the week. Shout out to you, shout out to you Mike White. Shout out White Mike, baby. So yeah, we, we get a quick we get a quick viewing of what he's gonna do by the time this podcast comes out on Saturday. Everybody will already see what he does, but he's playing on Thursday night, playing against the Colts. See how he does, see if he continues to ball out like he did last week against the Bengals. Um, and we'll see what white white what, what white Mike does the rest of the season, man. We'll see what those Jets do, and we'll see if he continues to start. If Zach Wilson decides to come back in, we'll see what Robo Sala decides to do uh, overall for their team. All right, Serge. Want to get into some NBA talk? Absolutely. We're not going to talk about my team, the Phoenix Suns. We're going to talk about your team, Boston Celtics, and how they are massively underperforming this year. But yeah. you have coach Ime Yudoka married to the beautiful Neil Long, if I may add. Um, so the Celtics are two and five, and Marcus Smart made uh, comments this week where he apparently called out Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Uh, I don't really know if he called them out, but he didn't mention them. His quote was exactly, there's only so much I can do without the ball in my hand standing in the corner at the three-point line. Nick, what do you think about these comments? I think it's a tough look. I, uh, I've always supported Marcus Smart. I've always gotten shit for supporting him just because he's a hell of a defender. I love watching him play defense. He Muscle guy. Yeah, yeah, he's a hustle guy. He gets all the Tommy points. RIP Tommy Heinsohn, one of the greatest commentators, the biggest homer in Boston history. <laughs> he's amazing. Um, but yeah, man, he uh, tough look. It's definitely I saw that they had a players only team meetings where things got emotional discussing those comments that Marcus Smart said and also the loss that they just took the elder that took to the Bulls. They were up 14 in the fourth quarter, ended up losing by 14. Don't know how in the world that happened, um, but brutal. So I'm, I'm hoping that they can learn from this. It's definitely something that going forward, hopefully that players only, you always hear about the players only team meeting, helping the team a ton. Let's see. Hopefully they just got the dub right now. So now they're three and five, um, just got the dub over the uh, incompetent, uh, <laughs> the Orlando magic. So hopefully that helps a little bit. Forever, forever rebuilding Orlando magic. Yeah, exactly. We'll awesome see the rebuild. Yeah, yeah. Anybody just play the Orlando Magic. Uh, Jalen Brown got twenty eight and five. So hopefully that. Uh, that How can, Jason Tatum do? Um, I can look that up. He, uh, I know that J- Jalen Brown got twenty eight. Jason Tatum put up fourteen, six rebounds, nothing too much. Played the most minutes, but didn't do too well. Yeah, Jalen Brown was his high score coming off. Coming off a good game overall, but um, yeah, we'll see what these comments do. They uh, after this team meeting, hopefully that kind of little fire under their asses a little bit got them going because they do have to step up. They they they've been struggling earlier in the season. New head coach, understanding what they got to do, having Brad as the GM now, understanding what he's going to do. Um, we talked a little bit about a little bit before uh, before the podcast started about what the what the future of the Celtics is going to be. Do you think that they're going to trade Marcus Smart? I do not think so at all. I think that he has been the heart and soul of the Boston Celtics the past few years. Honestly, since a few years ago when he was drafted out of there, he has been the defensive leader of that team 
whenever they, whenever he goes, the Celtics go and it's up to him when they play intense. It's because of him. When they play poor, it's because of him. It's all based off of what he does. They trade him away. I think that their mindset on defense of being defenders and playing well off the ball and being able to be defenders um, against some of the best teams in the league and whoever Marcus Barr wants to, wants to go up against, he, he'll, he'll find that battle. He wants to. He wants to win for it, and he wants to compete. And I think going up against him, trading him away, I think would be the worst thing to do for the Celtics. Granted, of course, offensively, he hasn't been the best the past few years. He did really well last year, but I don't think trading him is the best idea. And you can convince me otherwise, but I don't think it's going to happen. For sure. Um, you know, hearts fail and souls pass on. So I don't think <laughs> that um, it's that he's his fixture on the team is so irreplaceable. I think your identity of your team is the, is the two J's, it's Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Um, and I think... I don't think like Marcus Smart's personality is like overtaking the Celtics, but I do think I'm, I just don't know how he fits with them with those two as an off the ball type of player. I think not that he needs a ball in his hands. I just think the Celtics, I just think he can, he can fetch you something that could fix a greater need Like you don't need. I think you can put someone in his position to ask him to do the same exact things. I think Marcus Smart is better than just three and D. And that's what the Celtics are asking him to do. And that's what I think his comments are reflecting. I think the Celtics need a point guard. And I think they thought Kemba would be that guy, but he wasn't. So he moved on to the Knicks, who are having a pretty good start to their season, by the way. Yeah. And I think they need a big man, but I don't think they need a big man anymore. So they need a big man. Because I think I think Robert Williams has played well. And I think Al Horford coming back is also, big. you know, helped support you know, that position and help stabilize the sound position. But I do think they need a point guard because Dennis Schroeder isn't cutting it. Yeah. Um, if they could get a guy like uh, a point, I, I'm not saying they can get Fred Van Fleet, but if they got a guy like Fred Van Fleet from the Toronto Raptors, I think that would take the Celtics to a whole new level, like a Kyle Lowry or something like that. Yeah. Now those two guys aren't going to get traded and they're not going to go anywhere, but a point guard in that type of mold, I think would take the Celtics to a new level. Maybe even if you want to try and put Marcus Smart at that type of, type of position, I think that could work. But I just don't think having him stand at the three-point line, like he says, and not being involved in the offense in the fourth quarter, I don't think that's going to help you win games. I think it hurts your team more than it helps. You know, I think Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown are superstar players, and I have no problem with them dominating the ball in the fourth quarter. That's fourth quarter's winning time, and those are your two winning players. So. But again, um, if Smart thinks he can do more, then ship his ass out of there and go get yourself a point guard. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see, man. I, the, the, the two Js, they, they are the scorers on the team, clearly. Hey, go, get, go get Ben Simmons. No, He's available. <laughs> if he could distribute the ball, we get him for nothing. Sure, but they want a Come first round. Brogdon from Indiana, yeah. Malcolm Brogdon from Indiana. That's a guy I think, you know, Indiana was looking to move him in the offseason. So that's a guy you could target. There, there are guys out there that they could target um, yeah. to play point guard for them. And I think it would help them more so than Marcus Smart would. I just think he can get some like Romeo Langford to take some charges and 
thousand people. Mm-hmm. Romeo had a good summer. Romeo had a good summer. I'm excited to see what he does this uh, this year, but he's not going to step in as the starting point guard or anything anytime soon, I don't think. But, yeah, we'll see, man. I've always been a Marcus Smart fan. Uh, let's see what he does the rest of the year, and we'll call it even. We'll figure it out then. <laughs> love it. Love it. All right. Now going from one of my teams, Serge, we can talk about not one of your teams, but we can talk about your town a little bit. Braves. Braves got the World Series dub. How do you feel about that? The Falcons um, next, Serge? Are the Falcons next right now? Well, the University of Georgia is number one, the number one ranked football team in the country, yeah. right? So they're going to be in their little contention or whatever. The Hawks were just in the Eastern Conference Finals, right? So they couldn't take care of business, though. And I wish they had won because the Suns would have whooped that. <laughs> yeah, they would have. They would have smoked them. They would have spanked them. Oh, it would have been so sweet to watch, dude. Oh. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, the Bucks beat them and Giannis, yep. you know, dropped 50 on our head tops for like four it's games so straight. Good. so good. <laughs> They just couldn't stop scoring. But yeah, the uh you think do you think that this Braves win of the World Series, you think the Atlanta curse is finally broken or what? Not really, dude. I just think I don't really follow Atlanta sports, but I can tell you one thing. The Falcons are cursed. I don't know if it's an Atlanta sports thing, but the Falcons are definitely cursed. <laughs> They're cursed. And I think I don't know what they have to do to get rid of that curse, exercise their demons. But whatever, whatever they gotta do, they gotta go figure figure it out. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Atlanta United was a soccer team. They won a championship. That's though. right. MLS. That's right. I forgot about that. Years ago. Is that um, MLS? Right? They won that. Yeah, they won the MLS championship <laughs> like two years ago. So they're not cursed. So I don't think the state. I don't think the state of Georgia is cursed. But the city of Atlanta, I just think the Falcons just suck and they're cursed. I think yeah, twenty-eight to three. I think. When you when you when you're up twenty eight to three in the third quarter and you, you end up losing that game in the Super Bowl, I think there's some divine intervention going on. I think you're cursed. I don't think the whole state is cursed. I think you're cursed. You got to figure what's going on. Figure out what's going on. Something's going on. Call them out, sir. Call them out. They got to figure something's going on. Something's happening. Something's happening. <laughs> something's happening. Shout out, the, shout, out, shout out the Braves for uh, winning the World Series. I don't know anything about baseball though. <laughs> I watched the game uh, the other Freeman. night. I know Freddie Freeman. There you go. And, um, I know Jason Hayward used to play for the Braves. He doesn't anymore. He doesn't anymore, does nah, he? I think he's on the Cubs now somewhere. He's not on the Braves anymore. I know that. It was a good game. John Smoltz. John Smoltz. Used to. He's, <laughs> he does not play anymore. He's been retired since like we were kids. <laughs> no, no, I love it. Whatever, support the Atlanta team. Yeah, I'm proud of them. It was a. Uh, I was glad to see that. I I think as a Red Sox fan, I wish they they won the World Series. They were in the World Series. I think it would have been a good matchup with the Atlanta Braves. But uh, seeing the Astros lose was definitely very satisfying. So happy to see that. Why do people hate the Astros? Is they cheated? Because they cheated. Yeah, yeah, and they're they made it back to the World Series. Wasn't like yeah, they're just away. very they're very cocky about it too. They just the way that they walk around and. Yeah, so they I'm happy. The they took away the World Series ring? No, no, they didn't take anything. They, they got quote-unquote suspended, and then everybody started throwing at them, and then they all started complaining about it. So they got basically no uh, – other than the managers getting suspended, it was like nothing. So all good for them. But uh, happy to see them lose, to say the least. Next up, Surge, finishing up the episode. 
you have an idea of a, uh, a little fantasy segment of we could talk about have a uh, submitting their lineups, us roasting them. We could start off beginning <laughs> beginning with with mine. Yeah, you want to start with mine? Sure, just shaking his head for those that can't see on video. Uh, we, <laughs> we want people to submit their lineups to us and have us roast them. It's a good idea by one of Serge's boys. And we could start off with mine. We could make this a fan segment if we want to going forward. But I'll start off with mine. As I mentioned last week, you guys know, I am two and six now. One last week against the worst team in our league. Shout out to Raj. He's been uh, struggling this year. He said that Mike Thomas was going to come off the IR this week and beat me. And uh, Mike Thomas is now done for the season. So very funny in that case. But my lineup, starting off, Justin Herbert. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Happy to have him. Next up, do we want to go like starting lineup or do you want me to go like just I want you to go to full roster? You want me to go full <laughs> roster? All right. So those other guys, the other guys who deserve most of the roasting aren't in. Yeah. I want you to say what pick you picked them at, too. All right. All right. So only All right. for those two guys, though, not everybody else. Okay. So who should be my two starter running backs? Are one, Saquon Barkley, and two, Clyde Edwards Elaire. <laughs> I uh, I like to think of myself as a pretty good fantasy player. I usually stay away from anybody that's injured. I knew that they were both injured coming off last year. Knew that it was uh, just – I'm regretting the picks. I've looked back at, my, at the draft so many times. I picked Barkley at eight overall. Clyde, and I think in the third, third, fourth round, I think it was, whatever it was, just bad picks overall. Both of them basically done, quote unquote, for the year, because now I'm currently in a two and six hole, struggling, struggling, struggling. Um, that, yeah, it sucks to see. It sucks to see that overall. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. You picked Clyde Edwards Hilaire last year in fantasy, correct? Yeah. What exactly made you think they would or he would look better this year than he did last year? Well, sir, watching the Chiefs play, yeah, from, you know, game to game. What, what exactly was you know what? Clyde Edwards Hilaire in this running game, they look good. So, what about that in their 16 game season plus playoff run to the Super Bowl was made you pick him again in this year's draft? All right, so. I like to think of myself as a very positive person. I see the opportunity in every situation. I try to get the positive out of every single situation. I saw last year, Clyde Edwards E. Lair was in the first week of the season, run into the offensive line four straight times on the goal line and not get in. And I said, uh-oh, this is, this is not going to be good for me. <laughs> <laughs> Coming into this year, as someone who watches the draft, as you know, as our friend Joe knows, we listen, we watch everything draft-wise, they revamped their entire offensive line. Everyone remembers how bad that offensive line was in the Super Bowl. And granted, the Bucs smoked them, and they very well deserve it because their O-line was one hurt, two poor effort, and just horrible overall. Revamped that entire offensive line, top to bottom. One of my favorite players coming out of the draft, if he's, he stayed healthy, Trey Smith, he's balling right now. Creed Humphrey, favorite center coming out of the draft last year. They got them both. Said, okay, this old line's starting to look pretty good. 
They got revamped guys, everyone else coming back healthy. Lucas Niang on the on the tackle. They they look decent. I thought they looked decent coming into the season. That hasn't come to fruition whatsoever. That O-line just decides whenever Clyde Abersi-Lair is back there, they just don't want to block for him. We saw a guy named, I don't even know his first name, Gore, ran for a touchdown this past weekend, and Daryl Williams run for a touchdown too. It's absurd. Anytime CEH is back there, they just, I don't know if it's CEH, sounds like it's his problem, but for whatever reason, (laughs) they just don't want to block for him or he doesn't want to run the ball. I don't get it. So yeah. I thought when that offensive line got revamped, I said, <laughs> Joe, Joe said it during the draft too. He literally said it. He goes, Chico, you see them. You see that new old line that they got. I would, I wouldn't be mad about picking CEH with that old, that new old line. And I, at first, when I looked at that pick, I said, yeah, I'm not going to pick them. And I still went with it because I, I had faith in that old line, but they failed me. They failed me completely. So uh, they're currently on my bench right now, both hurt. And uh, yeah, it's tough to see. Tough to see overall. Also at that running back position, I'm happy to have one of your favorite players, Cordero Patterson. Man, just balling. I have him in every every league except our Yahoo league that we have together. Every league. Yeah, you have him in that one. That's right. That's right. I have him in every league that I have. He's a beast. Been a monster all year. He's running back, wide receiver. He can do everything. He's just – he waited 10 years in the NFL to just ball. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Shit. The audio. Oh no, I can't hear you. Is it good now? Yeah. All right. So happy to have him on the roster. Happy to have him on mine. AJ Dillon, been a backup, showed some promise earlier this year. Hasn't done much most of the year, but we'll see how he does if uh Aaron Jones ever gets hurt. Odd receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, Andre Cooper, uh Amari Cooper. You would think that's a pretty good lineup, right? Two stud wide receivers. Mari Cooper, I didn't want to pick him. I never have ever liked any Cowboys receiver other than C.D. Lamb because he was a stud coming out of Oklahoma, and I loved him. And it was furious that the Dallas Cowboys picked him because I wanted to draft him in every league. Wasn't happy about the Amari Cooper pick. Ended up getting him. He's been okay. Amari's actually outplayed, it seems like, at least kind of a little bit. DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, he has he's had bigger highs. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, than DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins sure. like a solid 15, 12 to fifteen points per game, and then Mario will just get like thirty points randomly. Yeah, that's night. the thing. You never know when it's going to happen. DeAndre Hopkins and the Cardinals—they just been dispers- dispersing the ball left and right. You never know where it's going to go. So having that, never exactly sure where that's going to where that's going to go. Um, DJ Hawkinson, I was fired up for him coming into the year. Thought he was going to be a monster. Has been good, not great this year. Tight end as a position overall hasn't been terrific. Um, We have two flexes in our league, which is different than usual. And I'm going to call out our commissioner and say this is why I'm struggling this year. Because we decided on draft day to make two flexes out of nowhere. So I guess I'll use that as an excuse for this league for how I'm doing this year. Corlin Sun, Jalen Waddle, love the connection between Jalen Waddle and Tua Tugabailoa. Uh, love that. Cameron Sutton has been balling, or Corlin Sun has been balling. Browns defense, they've been not as good as we expected. Got the Browns kicker. Marvin Jones Jr. in the bench. Trevor Lawrence on the bench. Teammates should be the number one receiver, hasn't been. And then we go Christian Kirk, another extra receiver in that offense for the Cardinals. Kenya Drake, who you pissed about. 
that I have now. <laughs> because since, since Gruda got fired, he's had a good good season so far since then. Little and then bit. to finalize the roster, we got the boy, Matty Ice. Matty Ryan, Matty. baby. Matty Ice. Shout to you. So two and six, that roster is. I think it's a decent roster still. If there's it's your running back. Your running backs have ruined your season. Yeah. Yeah, they have. Ruined your season. They have, and like we said last week, fantasy is a roller coaster, and uh, getting a, a dub last week was great. But it's uh, good to get some confidence back overall. So we'll go forward from there, talking about our fantasy, talking about the fantasy lineup. You watching anything good, Serge, other than everybody loves Raymond? I got that uh, got that comment a lot that everybody was, one, surprised, and two, like, shocked. They were like, Serge watches everybody loves Raymond, like, out of nowhere, like, oh. random show. But you watching, you watching anything good other than that? Uh, let me think. What did I watch this past week? I watched the UFC fights, obviously, because I am balls deep in the UFC. Um, it's good fights, too, by the way. Shout out Peter Yan. It was a great fight. Um, but uh, I watched that. I watched Young Justice. There's a show on HBO Max from my DC uh, comic nerds or fans. Um, it's a pretty interesting show. It's a cartoon. It's animated. Um, I like to think it's for more uh, adults than kids, but I don't really know, to be honest. Um, but uh, it's a pretty good show. I enjoy it. What sucks about HBO Max is though they release episodes uh, weekly instead of all at once, so I can't binge watch it. So that's the only unfortunate part. Other than that, you know, I watch, you know, My Everybody Loves Raymond, uh, My Chicago PD, My Law and Order, Sexual Victims Unit, SVU, shout out Olivia Benson. Exactly. Shout out. Yeah, shout out, shout out you. And um my law and order organized crime. Shout out Captain. He's not a captain though, Elliot. Stabler. Stabler. Yeah, I almost forgot his last name. Shout oh, out you. On. You do a good job. Um, but yeah, I watch my law and orders, my Chicago PDs. And my everybody loves Raymond. That's a weekly thing for me. I gotta get my shows in. Uh, what show you you just started Swig Game? You yeah, yep. Gina and I are on uh, we're on episode. I think we finished episode seven yesterday. We're on episode eight, so eight and nine left. It's crazy. Definitely, definitely worth the hype. I think it's been really, really good. Excited to see episode seven. The last one that we just watched was by far the best one. Definitely was like everything that I. Ex- not expected, but definitely the best one of the season so far. Excited to see what happens in the last few episodes. So we'll be good. But uh, other than that, yeah, film like usual and football, film and football and every now and then some NBA, but not too much. But other than that, that's really, that's really been it, man. That's been it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm watching the same stuff over and over again. I don't have Netflix right now. So no school game for me. I'm not really into shows like that anyways. Yeah. It's is different. I wasn't sure what to expect at all, um, but it's been good. I've really enjoyed it. Gina has too. It's been great. All right, I think we're good for the episode, right? We good? I've already covered everything. Let me see if I covered everything. I think we're good. I think so. I think that was the last thing. That was the last thing, right? I think so. Yeah, I think we're good. Well, shout out to Alex for set for that fantasy football segment. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out Alex. 
And shout out, to, shout out to all you guys for listening. Appreciate it. We, uh, we're hyped about how many lessons we've gotten so far the past two episodes. And like I said, continue to stay on the socials. We'll update these. These will come out on every Saturday. We're planning on it um, for the rest of the football season, for the rest of the off season. We'll might go two episodes. We'll see. But thank you to everybody for listening. Signing off, Nick Chioko, once again, perfect time in podcast. Serge, any, any final words we got? Uh, fuck the Saints and fuck Taysom Hill. That's it. I love it. All right. See you guys later. Have a good night. Peace.